Girlfriend, here is your show. Girlfriended, your chance to connect with other women, especially the woman that is most overlooked, yourself. Girlfriended is all about helping you become self-aware, not self-involved. The aim is to provide information that relates to life, which leads to real connections and results in a desire to connect or care for those in need. The Girlfriended principle was born out of loss. Patty's mother was murdered, and Lisa lost her mother to cancer. This forged a bond between them that nothing could shake. And now the women want to help you in more ways than you can count every day. From the website, GirlfriendIt.com, and the movement, GirlfriendIt, here are Patty Wyatt and Lisa Jernigan on Toginet.com. Well, is your trash can full? Well, as a matter of fact, mine happens to be, and you know, I was, I've been gone for three days, and I didn't get home to really late last night. And I got to tell you, Patty, I have so many stories to tell you that we haven't had a chance. Um, I got to spend, as you know, like three days with our Bloom girlfriends at Yay. the Expansion Conference. And that was so amazing. So I can't wait to tell you more stories. And we're going to leak some of those stories and talk about our Bloom girlfriends behind their back and future radio shows. But um, yes, my trash can is full. <laughs> you know what's so funny about that, Lise, is that I can ask that question and you don't skip a beat. <laughs> you just go right into, yes, my trash can's full. And let me tell you about all the fun I had all weekend long. And But, but my point of even asking that, I expect you to go, why do you care if my trash can is full? Is that there's not enough hours in the day. And this morning I woke up going, why is my trash can just always like overflowing? It just seems like you just empty it and then it's it's back. Like you're just suffering from this common affliction of being too busy and trash is always falling out. But the good news is that there is a cure, which is hopefully um, organization. Well, are you saying that we're trashy people? Is that the yes. thing you're trying to say? Because yes. <laughs> I, I, will, I will own it, okay, because at this point. But anyway, before we get too organized and too far into our show, you are listening to Girlfriend at Radio with Patty Wyatt and Lisa Jernigan, where we rally you to do the remarkable through resources and relationships. And we're going to have more information about today's show and other tips and tricks on our website at girlfriendit.com. And you can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Well, today we have an exciting show. Um, we have a very, very special guest, and her name is Trudy Maples. Trudy, how are you today? I'm great. How are you? We are doing awesome. And like you said, we are so excited to have you on our show. I have to tell you, Trudy, when our postcard went out this week, um, there was uh, quite a bit of feedback, and it was, it was comical because we obviously hit a mark on talking about what is for dinner and how we cannot get, seem to get our lives organized to figure out that question. Everyone relates to it. What's for dinner? And um, it's just about being organized enough to figure this out. So we're hoping that you are going to just pour all this wisdom into our heads to help us with this, this daily tragedy that we are facing. And um, we just have to tell you a little bit more about who Trudy is. Um, you, well, actually, first of all, the most important thing is that you are a special girlfriend of ours. Um, I, as a matter of fact, Trudy, I just found one of your Pampered Chef um, business cards that you had given me like a decade ago. And I was going through all, all my cards. I was like, okay, how funny. We're having you on the radio show. And I just found this, this business card, which is so cool because in, in this day and age of just transient, you know, everybody changes jobs and does so many things. It's like you have been doing this forever. Um, but you are like a dinner expert, expert a 
food connoisseur, you, you're a thriving business owner. I know we can see you on cooking segments for NBC Channel 12, Arizona Midday. You're just all over the place. And we um, can gain so much wisdom from you. So I will stop talking and ask the question, what are you having for dinner tonight? You're so cute. Well, I'm so <laughs> excited to be on here today. And actually tonight we're going to have some tilapia, some blackened tilapia with a side of fresh steamed vegetables. Very simple. Okay, Trudy, I got to tell you, you are, um, you really are the guru. I'm so impressed that you didn't miss a beat when you said what's for dinner because if Patty would ask me that one, I can answer the trash can one. I could not answer the, I could not answer the um, what's for dinner tonight because I haven't even, I probably won't think about it till. I don't know if I really will think about it. We'll just probably scrape something together. So that is so impressive. And that's why you are so successful at what you do because you, you are organized. You do think this out. And you come along and help people like Patty and I um, with the personal chef and really trying to get the right tools and, mm -hmm. um, and know how to organize. So, okay, give us some basic things about um, – well, first of all, you, you do Pampered Chef, and what's so cool is, you, you know, you, we've been, all of have been to Pampered Chef, and I have a lot of your Pampered Chef products, which I love, and I have to tell you, I love that, um, I don't know what it's called, but it's a thing that you can mash your um, ground beef when you cook. Or oh, the mix and chop, it's the best. It is the best tool ever. I have two of them, and I give them as gifts, <laughs> they're just, they're awesome, um, but it, as long Oh, as well, you come along with people and teach them how to use the tools, which is so significant because you can have all the all the instruments you need in life, but if you don't know how to use them, it really doesn't matter. So kind of talk to us about how you kind of incorporated all of that and some just some tips for us that are not organized but have full trash cans. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I've been selling Pamper Chef. It'll be 18 years in October, and a lot wow. of my customers and clients were like, you know, Trudy, we love your shows. Um, I'm, I'm a top seller with the company, and I, I love what I do. But they were like, you know, you're such an amazing cook, and we would love for you to teach us how to cook and give us tips in the kitchen and things like that. So I started it, my own company two and a half years ago um, called Cooking with Trudy, and it's a separate business from my Pampered Chef business. And I do, um, I teach cooking classes. I do private lessons in people's homes or they can come to my home studio and, and do those as well. We do private dinner parties and hands-on date night classes and just pretty much anything you need in the realm of cooking from catering, etc. So it's been a blast. It's been a journey and I lost my dad to cancer. Um, it'll be a year in June and he invested in, in my company and gave me the startup funds too do the website and, you know, buy all the dishes and the silverware and just the things that it would take to run the school. And it has just been such an amazing journey. And every time the school does well, I just feel like it's this legacy in my life. And I am so thankful for it. So um, my goal, uh, my motto is inspiring the chef in you because, you know, it is five o'clock somewhere. We all know that funny song, but it is, it is always time for dinner somewhere. And you know, we can't go out to eat every single night. Um, and, and when you do that, it starts to taste disgusting. And um, it's nice for a treat, but it's, it's the best to eat at home and eat fresh. And I think the biggest tip I could give any woman out there, whether she's a businesswoman or a mom or whatever her journey is in life and wherever she's at, is as long as she takes time once a week to sit down and kind of plan her week, and what she has coming up, and that way she can kind of plan her meals around that 
and that's what I do. Like, I look at our schedule and what are we going to be doing this week, and that way I can be in control and know that I, what I need to do at the grocery store and then be able to prepare that meal for that evening. Well, that, that is our, our biggest question, and um, you, you answered it. Now we're just going to ask you to break that down a little bit more on how you organize that. Like, what, is, what does that look like? Do you, are you actually putting this on a calendar? I mean, I have gone over to friends' homes, and I will see it on the refrigerator, and it makes me laugh. Like, I literally chuckle going, wow, that is so amazing that they'll have Monday, you know, spaghetti, Tuesday, taco night. And I'm so impressed with that. And then they'll have a grocery list next to it. Um, so is, is this, like, you, you sit down on what day and plan this out? Well, I think when my, when my children were home, they're in college now. Brianna's graduating in May. I can't believe it. And um, when they were home, I had to be a lot more strategic with that, just, you know, for the budget and everyone's schedule, and especially as they got older, who's at work, who's going to be home, et cetera. But now that it's just Nathan and I and we're empty nesters, it's a lot easier in our journey in our life right now. Um, so I just sit down with some cookbooks and I look at different recipes and I, I do a lot of recipe testing too for my cooking classes. And I love it because my husband's my guinea pig. So I'll just kind of look through and decide, okay, we're going to have this, this, and this. And then I make the menu accordingly because there's nothing worse than getting into that recipe and, you know, missing a can of green chilies. So I really try to be strategic with that. And on my grocery list, I have it broken down in sections of the store. So canned goods, fresh, frozen, you know, all of that. So that when I'm going to the store, I can do it really quickly and have it right at my fingertips. And then what I do is I rotate. So for a typical mom who is, you know, planning each and every day, we could even make one night an Italian night and one night a Mexican night and one night and you know a Chinese night or whatever, and she can go and pick their favorites in those genres, and that helps it to be simplified. And then she can either type up her recipes or put them in a file, and then she can rotate them instead of feeling like she's having to reinvent the wheel every single week. And then we would rate the recipes. So if it was eight or above, it was a keeper, and we keep it you know, in the rotation, if not, we pitch it. Okay, that sounds very organized. <laughs> I, you know what, those are, those are great tips. And it's like even um, uh, just to, 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 to break it down and to look, at, you know, even a good tip you said is look at our week ahead to look at our schedule. And what does that look uh -huh. like? You know, we're not going to uh -huh. be home one night or we are going to be home. And then to plan that accordingly, um, that's a great tip, you know. Because I don't even, I look at the day sometimes as, as I come to it, which is why I need organizational help. Um, and, and then, you know, instead of looking down the road and, and then writing it down. So do you have like a form in front of you that you just kind of pull out and you go, okay, I'm just going to kind of fill in the blanks with this to organize? I do. I just have, it's the weekly menu. And sometimes I'll do it on my calendar, but I have a weekly menu. It has a magnet on the back of it. So it can stay on my refrigerator or I can bring it into my office. Um, you know, chalkboards are all the rage right now, too. And uh, I've seen a lot of people have chalkboards in their kitchen, and they write out their menu on there so their family knows, you know, what's for dinner. And then their family can also take part in helping prepare that. You know, Nathan will come in. Like last night we had, um, I did a homemade pasta class, and so I had some pasta, and we made um, grilled chicken and some, fettuccine alfredo chicken pasta and it was delicious and it 
didn't take any time to make. And he made a fresh salad to go with it. So we were in the kitchen talking and cooking together. And I think getting the family involved, whether it's just you and your husband or you and your family, I think that's really fun. And it brings out conversation. Even if people are running in different ways, it brings you back to the dinner table for just those few minutes and you can connect. Well, you know what? Food really is a great connector. And we're going to have to go into a break. But um, Rita Rudner said, I read recipes the same way I read science fiction. I get to the end and say to myself, well, that's not going to happen. And if you're listening and that's you, stay tuned. We're going to be right back with Trudy Maples, personal chef and uh, organizational guru. This is Girlfriend on Togginap. Don't forget to tell your friends to check it out on GirlfriendIt.com. It's time to discover it, connect it, propel it, Girlfriend It. And we'll be right back with more Girlfriend It Radio right after these. My husband and I were in youth ministry and knew nothing about church planning. But as we felt God leading us to start a new church, we were connected with Stadia. They gave us coaching and personal care, giving us the confidence that we needed. They even have a ministry called Bloom that's designed to support me as a lead planner spouse. We now lead a church in Cleveland, Ohio that's transforming lives, and we couldn't have done it without Stadia. Stadia brings people and churches together to transform lives and communities through church planting. For more information, go to stadia.cc. Is there more living for you to do? Yes. Start living inspired. Be here for Living Inspired with Trisha Goyer. Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Trisha will dig deep into topics that matter most to women, inspiring women to make a change in their own lives and to make a difference in the world and maybe even deep within their own hearts. Trisha is a wife, mom, speaker, family expert, and author of 24 books. For more information on Trisha and Living Inspired, go to her website, trishagoyer.com. That's T-R-I-C-I-A-G-O-Y-E-R.com. Trisha's vision is to be the voice of hope and possibility for women of all ages. Her intention is to serve ordinary women by encouraging extraordinary things with God's help. Trisha expresses real life, real hope for real women. Is there more living for you to do? Yes. Start living inspired. Living inspired with Trisha Goyer. Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Welcome back to Girlfriended Radio, a chance for you to let your hair down, curl up with a mug of whatever you love, and have some nice girl talk. It's Girlfriended, the radio show on toginet.com. And now back to the show with your hosts, Patty and Lisa. Well, welcome back. Today we are talking about in the masses of chaos and randomness of um, just trying to get your life organized, even down to what you're making for dinner. We are chatting with Trudy Maples, and she is sharing her secret of how, despite having a thriving business as a personal chef, caterer, and teacher, she still manages to prepare simple to spectacular dinners for her own family. And Trudy, I have to tell you, I'm laughing because I'm actually going out of town to um, uh, the Girlfriend Getaway Conference for our church this weekend. And I leave in a couple of hours. 
and I have nothing for dinner tonight. And I, I it, it makes me, I, I get, I feel a little guilty about this because you talk to um, some of your girlfriends and they have these little like freezer friends in the, in the freezer <laughs> that their family can just pull out and have for dinner for the next four days. And um, I, if I wish I could take a picture of what my sink looks like because I have dishes piled in, yet alone to have dinner ready. Um, so going back to some of these tips, um, do you have some rules that you're you're putting all these dinners together that if you cook, someone else cleans, or do you do it all? Make me feel really guilty now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I try to. One of the best tips I ever gave someone, they were like, "Trudy, that is genius," and this is going to sound so simple. But when I'm cooking, I just make a sink of hot soapy water, and when I'm done with that particular tool, I just throw it in the sink, so that when I'm done, I can just fill the dishwasher, and it's so much easier to do it that way. You know what? That is an awesome tip. You're right. Just have it full, and then that way, it's getting all the grease and the food off of it, and you're not having. You're also not having to run tons of water. Exactly. And my favorite dish soap ever is Dawn. I love it because it does cut the grease and you don't have to use hardly as much. Um, if you buy an off-brand, you're just feeling like you're having to put so much soap in there and Dawn is just perfect. So you just fill a sink of hot soapy water and throw it in there. Because if you leave your dishes on the counter when you're cooking, it starts to dry and it makes the cleaning process so much more difficult and annoying. Well, that you know, you're, I, I'm I'm a Dawn person too, so I, I totally agree. It does it does um, it does help with that. Okay, so take us back um, at the beginning um, to to planning out. Here's part of my thing. Where do you get um, some of your recipes if you're going to start new? So somebody starting new because I, I you talked about you rotate rotate a lot. Where's a good source for you to get something a new recipe that's simple? Is there a place where you go, or do you just have those recipes? Um, that you already have that you pull from? I think we have to get um, into her head. That's where she goes. Yeah, yeah but if, yeah, I'm not, you know, if I'm sitting here and I'm not in your head, where would I go? <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny that you said that about being in my head because at one of my cooking classes, last week, this lady right in the middle of class, she goes, Kitty, I wish I could just live in your head for a couple of days. <laughs> 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 it was really funny. Um, but, you know, I get them from everywhere. I have, like, ones that I personally develop myself, you know, that I just have been going around in the kitchen and create. Um, there's so many places. You can go to Pinterest. Um, you can go to delish.com. They have great ones. Um, you can go, you can just Google. Like, if you're thinking about a certain recipe and you want to learn something about it, you can Google that. You can go to um, AmericanKitchen.com. Um you can go to Food Network. I mean, there's so many foodie places that you can look um, online. I love going to the library and just sitting there with a million cookbooks and older cookbooks that, you know, aren't on the shelf per se these days. I love doing that. I love going to Barnes & Noble or Bookman's and pulling out, like, the latest um, magazine um, in the food world and seeing what's the newest, latest thing. So those are all great places. That, that, that is a quite a wide range. Okay, 
Well, you, you had me, I'm sorry to interrupt, Lise, but just that you go to the library and you love that to sit there and, and like just bury yourself in these recipes just cracks me up. <laughs> I, I love that. I am weird. <laughs> well, that's, why I, do, that's why I do all the research and come up with all the stuff and then people come and pay to take my classes because I've already done and, and processed and researched and, and tested. And so when they're coming to a class, they are getting the perfect, you know, everything that I have figured out and they can take it home and create it for their family. Well, with that, that just leads us right into, tell us how we can find out about you, where we can go to your cooking classes, how we can um, just get you to come cater a party or even cater, um, you know, any event that we're, we're having. Um, we know because we hear your name all over the place, but just for our listeners out there, how do they find you? How can they, um, take the next step? Well, the, my website is cookingwithfoodie.com. So it's, you know, cooking written out, the word with written out, and then com, And that has a list of all my services and the classes and where you can find me. Um, you can also follow me on Cooking with Foodie on Facebook as well as Instagram. Awesome. And that's, you know, that's, um, I know people that have taken your cooking classes and rave about them and it is such a great tool to provide. Okay. Tell us what are, what have you learned? Um, are that are, um, like, and they're probably pampered chef things, which are great tools. Like five things that you like tools in your kitchen that you had just found that you you can't live without. Is that possible to limit it to yeah, five? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I do love my Pamper Chef tools, but I also use other tools from other places in the cooking classes because you know, not my cooking classes. We don't sell Pamper Chef. We don't. It's not even an issue in there. If someone asks me where I got a tool, I will tell them. Um, but. In the cooking classes, there's things I use in there from that I got from Bed Bath and Beyond. Like I love their baker's roller that is non-stick. I love that thing because when you're baking and you're rolling things out, I love the fact that it doesn't stick to that one. Um, but you know, there are a lot of tools that I use from Pamper Chef as well. So, but I tell you what, if you can afford it, ask for Mother's Day if you do not have. Everyone needs a KitchenAid standing mixer in their kitchen. I mean, the thing is a workhorse. And it does so many great things. If you can't afford that or you don't have room for that or whatever, get yourself a kitchen hand mixer. Um, a lot of hand mixers that we have, you know, we got when we were first married and they were $9 and they fall apart and they make loud noises. Um, this KitchenAid one is $40, but it's got a lot of experience as a hand mixer and it is brilliant and I love it. One of the attachments is a whisk and it's all motorized and it works great. The other one is definitely what you said, Lisa. The mix and chop is amazing. Um, saves tons of time. You don't have to chase things around like you would with just a wood spatula. It just gets in there and gets it all broken up and done for hamburger and frozen hash browns and all that kind of thing. Um, ground turkey, etc. Um, definitely a good spatula. Um, one that doesn't melt, that doesn't stain. We have several different sizes of those. And I definitely um, would recommend one of those. Definitely some good cookware, you know, um, a good piece of stoneware. One of the pieces from Pampered Chef that I adore, and I actually teach a two-hour cooking class on how to use it, called Delicious Dinners in Minutes. Class sells out every month. It is the covered baker, and it is amazing, and I highly recommend that. 
Um, and then a very good knife and a good cutting board. I mean, those are things that you're using every single day. Even if you're not cooking a lot, those are things, you know, that are basic that you would use. All right, Trudy. <clears throat> I This is Patty, and I, I'm like your, your worst nightmare because I'm, I'm laughing at, um, like, I use a paper plate for my cooking or that cutting board. And <laughs> I don't Patty, know. You need, have me, Patty, you need to have me come over and organize your <laughs> kitchen and give you a list of all the tools that you need and get you hooked up a little bit so that you can feel functional in your kitchen. <laughs> you know, you know what I do love? I have the, um, that one stone casserole that you're not allowed to use soap on. You know, you can use soap. You can use diluted hot soapy water on the stones. You just can't okay. put soap straight on it without water. Well, that is my that is my one like casserole dish. I, I do. I absolutely love that. And I use it all the time. And then I yell at everyone when they put soap on it. Because it's the one thing oh. I know about that particular <laughs> dish. <laughs> but give us so one. I mean, I love this. So now we have the tools. And besides having tilapia tonight, um, what would be one quick recipe that we could do for dinner that has like three to four ingredients? You know, I think you can always go to the pot roast. Um, I don't know if your family likes pot roast, but it's something that you can put in your crock pot, and it can cook all day. And then you can serve it with a side of mashed potatoes and some carrots, steamed carrots. Um, then you can take that pot roast the next day and make shredded beef tacos out of it. Um, and then you can use it again and make shredded beef enchiladas out of it. So you can take one recipe and make a lot of different things out of it. We're not a big leftover family. Um, so I definitely try to make things that we like out of things that I've already made. Um, but, you know, basic, like I'm thinking about you tonight, that you need dinner and you're leaving in a couple hours. You could go to the grocery store and get a couple breasts of chicken, get some fresh vegetables, like, and make a fajita stir-fry. So you could do a pepper, a jalapeno, get some cheddar cheese, some sour cream, um, and you know, cut those vegetables up, some fresh garlic, saute them a little bit of olive oil, put some of your Mexican seasoning in there from your cabinet, definitely some sauteed onions, garlic, peppers, jalapeno, and then grill your chicken and grab some small tortillas and they can make tortillas. I mean, it's quick and fast and fresh and delicious. Well, that, that is a great tip. Um, well, Pretty, you were assuming a lot when you said get the Mexican um, spice out of your cabinet. You were assuming a lot that with cabbage. That no, was, she, was assuming, she, she was assuming a lot that I know even what how to go to the store and buy a pot roast. I seriously, I don't, I don't know what you would ask for, but I can do well, the chicken. You can do chicken. See, I know, and when you and you have a pair of scissors in your kitchen, like a good pair of kitchen shears. Sure. Okay. Well. Then you would need to cut all the fat and gristle off the chicken breast, pound it flat, put a little salt and pepper on it, and then cook it up. Did you see my segment on Channel 12 this week? Because that would be a great dinner idea for you. Nacho crusted chicken. Totally easy. I will Google it. Well, we are finishing our, our therapy session with Patty and her cooking. And, pa- and Trudy, we, to- we totally appreciate you, you know, in your personal counseling with Patty. And thank you for sharing your tips and your tricks. These are great organizational tips for the kitchen and for planning and for, you know, the meals. And I know there's so many women listening going, okay, I so need that. And so don't forget to check out cookingwithtrudy.com. And we're, next joining us is John Schenkel, 
who is um, the Chief Financial Officer of Configurations. And you're going to learn a bit, a little bit more what that's all about. Basically, face-to-face -face marketing. Is it obsolete these days in our world of fast-paced technology? We're going to take a quick break, and we're going to come back and learn a little bit more about that. Thank you. This is Girlfriended on Togginap. Don't forget to tell your friends to check it out on Girlfriended.com. It's time to discover it, connect it, propel it, Girlfriend it. And we'll be right back with more Girlfriended Radio right after these. We were thriving in a youth ministry when God clearly called us out of our Bible Belt comfort zone to plant a church in California. Stadia's 90-plus percent success rate gave us all the confidence we needed. They also cared for us through amazing support networks to encourage us like Bloom, a one-of-a-kind ministry for planters' wives. It's here I find deep friendships with like-minded gals who want to change lives. Stadia brings people and churches together to transform lives and communities through church planting. For more information, go to stadia.cc. Information about book publishing is power. The power to change your authoring life and the power to change the lives of your readers. So join us for Your Guide to Book Publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Thursdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 Pacific. You'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now. As the book shepherd, Dr. Judith Bryles is in. And each week, she will include publishing professionals that will reveal tips and secrets to the author's journey. If there is a book in you, you want to listen, learn, and yes, call in with your questions each week. For more on Judith and what she can do for you, check out her website, thebookshepherd.com. It's your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. Brought to you by Author You and The Book Shepherd. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Thursday evenings at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Welcome back to Girlfriended Radio, a chance for you to let your hair down, curl up with a mug of whatever you love, and have some nice girl talk. It's Girlfriended, the radio show on toginet.com. And now back to the show with your hosts, Patty and Lisa. Well, we are excited to introduce our next guest, who is John Schneckel. And John is a marketing guru, and he's also the CFO and leader in face-to-face -face marketing. John says face-to-face -face marketing is still the most important way for a brand to create a personal connection and build trust between an organization and their, their target audience. Um, giving a warm handshake, having an engaging conversation, and getting to know customers and prospects on an individual level can help form stronger, more meaningful, and more profitable business relationships, especially in our um, technically advanced uh, culture where social media is king and the internet is our right arm. We have to ask you, John, first of all, welcome, but how is that face-to-face -face marketing even realistic? Nothing like diving right in there. Oh, no, it's very realistic. You know, one of uh, the primary channels are for sales and marketing are still trade shows. And we, when we speak to clients, the best return on investment for their marketing dollars are still in the trade show business. We see clients who get two to 300% return on investment 
in the trade show industry. Uh, well, it really is that going back to having that seeing, looking in somebody's eyes really does make a difference. Having that tangible handshake and, and hearing um, a vision cast from somebody personal really does make a difference. Absolutely. Right. Think about it from this perspective. You want to meet the person you're doing business with and you want to see the product. You still want to touch the product smell the product. Even if you buy something on Amazon today, that's an online product. You know, we'll use bounty paper towels, right? You've tried bounty before. You've bought it at your local, local grocer. Now, Amazon might have a better price than that, but you still have tried bounty before and you still used it before, before reordering it with Amazon. That's that face-to-face marketing that we talk about. Customer gets to meet you. They get to experience your service. They get to know who you are, and they get to see and touch your product for the first time. Well, John, we are talking about um, just being uh, organized in your day and how we can uh, just lead your business well, lead your family well, be able to get all of this accomplished. And so many times I think in that we really are getting caught up in social media where we we spend a lot of time doing our marketing through social media and through other means just using technology, which is gr- a great resource out there. But um, just getting back to how do we, I mean, you're talking trade shows, but what are some other ways that we can do this face-to-face because it really is not, it's not about all the numbers. It's about that core tribe that you have. Um, what would be an, another creative way that you can have this face-to-face conversation in your business? Sure. One of the things we do, we work with Ford Motors. One of the things we do is a pop-up store concept. So we build a store that um, allows it's actually targeted for females. So this is a perfect show for girlfriends. It's built for females to come out and test drive cars. And it also has um, the ability to uh, talk to other females. And um, there's a component in there that allows us to get feedback because Ford believes the females really make the car buying decision. Mm-hmm. We so really do. It, it, it is do interesting. It. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. I'm I'm, I'm totally validating that because that that in, even among in, in conversations with women, we really do make those decisions. So that is that is really brilliant on your part. Well, what we learned is that doing mobile marketing and, like you said, being with the tribe, being with who is a user of that brand or a brand uh, somebody who is a brand evangelist is really the most important thing to do. So we try to do that as much as we can. And we these pop-up and mobile marketing concepts are really important to brands today to bring that brand out to where people are because we see that malls are not getting the traffic they once had. If you know, Especially here in Florida, retail space is abundant. So brands need to take their brand out to the evangelist rather than waiting for people to come and engage with their brand by walking through the store. Okay, John, we're going to switch gears a little bit on uh, talking about face-to-face. We started out today just saying, um, is your trash can full? And 
<laughs> from from a woman's perspective, sometimes it just seems like you know you're going through the day and it's it's chaotic, and the the trash can is just so daily. I mean, you have to take care of it. So you obviously are a, such a busy guy. What do you do to get organized in your day? And also, um, what is the cause of your lack of organization? Good questions. Um, how I get organized in my day is I have a daily journal that I keep in my office with uh, a checkbox to-do list. And this comes really from the book, The uh, Checklist Manifesto. So I have certain tasks, and under those tasks I have uh, checkboxes, or even if you thought about it from an outline perspective, another set of checkboxes. And I go through there and sort of get my big rocks out of the way and find out what I can do, what I can delegate, and who can help me with the projects that I can't move forward myself. Being the CFO of our company, usually the bottleneck is with me somehow, some way. Um, (laughs) But sometimes, uh, it really all comes down to the dollars. But sometimes, you know, the bottleneck is elsewhere in the organization and somebody on my team is having a tough time trying to get a project done or trying to have something um, looked at. So... I use that checklist manifesto. I read that in college. I've lived with it um, all this time. So I I continue to use that. Disorganization, one of my things that I try to pass on is I don't mind being busy. I don't want to be hurried. So Mm. I try to do my best to maximize my day. Uh, My girlfriend would say that I have too many things on my plate. I'm I'm getting my master's degree. I'm at the same time have a organization that I'm passionate about called Joy Prom, and I also have our business to run. And I, you know, I think I do it in a personal life. And my girlfriend's love language is quality time. So how do I invest in her, run our organization, continue to put my gifts and talents out there to be used in Joy Prom, and at the same time take a master's program. So I, I do my best to fill all four of those quadrants the best that I can. And I think I, I try to say no as much as I can. Okay. In saying no as much as you can, uh, that would be my, my next uh, question. Finding out like what is the most significant part of your day? Cause I, you know, I put things on my calendar and many times I find myself you know, maybe scrolling through my emails that's taking way too much of my time rather than hitting those big rocks, like you said. Uh, is there a, a key that you have, and you're, you're more of an analytical thinker, that you can accomplish those goals that have to get done in your day versus the ones that might suck a little bit more of your time? Um, like I said, using that checklist, I usually try to identify, you know, two to three big rocks that I'm going to get through on that day. And I try to allocate whatever time necessary, whether that's a conference call in the car, you know, in order to take care of one of those other other quadrants as well, or using um, GoToMeeting as much as possible to do webcasts uh, with team members who are throughout the country. That's really the best thing that I can say is, you know, I try to just pick three rocks and focus on those three rocks and not get derailed as much as I can. 
Okay, you also um, are, are highly creative, in, and we're going to talk in the next segment about your joy prom. Um, how do you stay, still do your job and come up with the creativity? Uh, I, I know at one point someone said, write everything down, even if you're you know, going to sleep at night, which seems like that's when the thoughts happen the most, or those, those shower thoughts that take place. Um, what, what do you do for that? And we only have three minutes, but if you can share with our listeners uh, what, what you do to keep that creativity and how do you make it happen? I think it's building margin into your life, and I think it's taking vacation. You know, I try to schedule our vacations, you know, three to six months in advance. And I think by building margin in, by allowing yourself to have time to think is the most important thing. And then, like you said, capturing those thoughts in something, whether it's an iPad, whether it's a pen and paper, whether it's a mind map, you know, allowing yourself to have time to think allowing yourself to actually catch the thoughts that you're you're having are are the two key things for me well you know i like that that three rocks you talked about because sometimes you look at a list and it's overwhelming you don't know where to start and you just start just kind of picking something randomly but if like you said if you're very intentional identifying the three rocks this day and then what is it going to take to to accomplish those, or who do I need to bring in with me, like you said, to delegate, to go, they need to take part of this rock, or whatever that looks like, and just go down it intentionally, and putting those that margin in, um, I like that, because you do have to be intentional with building in that time to let your mind just be able to wander, to just have that downtime, especially with you juggling so many thoughts at one time. Are you somebody that can just like multitask in your mind? Like you, this thought leads to this thought, and you can do all that. You know what? I would. I don't know if I can multitask that well, but I can compartmentalize very well. So, you know, one of the things that I'm able to do is, no matter how poor my day is or how much stress I'm under at the office, I can absolutely, 85% of the time, drop that in at the door. When it's time for me to take a final, I can leave all my work stress behind. When I'm at work. I can leave 85% of my school stress behind. So I don't know why God's given me that gift of compartmentalization. I don't think it's always a, a good gift, um, but I'm able to compartmentalize things very well so I can focus on what I'm thinking about at that time and leave those other things behind. Well, do you think, Lisa, I think that um, part of your uh, three rocks should be um, to empty your trash today, just saying. <laughs> Thank you, okay, I will. <laughs> see, see, we need other people in our lives to help us stay organized. And you, you're so good at giving me a job to do, take out my trash. <laughs> well, well, we're going to take a quick break, and we're going to back. We're going to talk about your Joy Prompt Florida. And um, you have said the goal is to honor our guests with a first-class event that gives them an evening to remember. And we want each guest to feel special and to have fun, which totally goes along with your personal contact. We're going to take a quick break, and we're going to be right back. This is Girlfriended on Togginap. Don't forget to tell your friends to check it out on GirlfriendIt.com. It's time to discover it, connect it, propel it, 
Girlfriended. And we'll be right back with more Girlfriended Radio right after these. My husband and I have always wanted to plant a new church. After 10 years, God finally affirmed that in us. We thought we were on our own. We never imagined that there was an organization that could partner with us. That's when we got connected with Stadia. They have incredible systems in place to support our family, including a network designed specifically for me, the spouse of a church planner. We could have never done it without Stadia. Stadia brings people and churches together to transform lives and communities through church planting. For more information, go to stadia.cc. Listen, something is brewing. The beautiful business evolution is coming. The way we do business is about to change for the better forever. This is real business at its very best. On Beautiful Business Radio, you will learn what it means to truly prosper, how to nourish yourself and your business, how to earn what you deserve and make a difference in the world. The tide is rising. The change is here. Discover a new way to live, love, and partner with yourself and your business on Philippa Rollins Presents Beautiful Business Radio, where you matter and your business thrives every Tuesday at 3 p.m. Central Standard Time, only here on the WooHoo Radio Network. Welcome back to Girlfriended Radio, a chance for you to let your hair down, curl up up with a hug of whatever you love, and have some nice girl talk. It's Girlfriended, the radio show on Togedad.com. And now back to the show with your hosts, Patty and Lisa. Well, welcome back. We are ending our show today with our special guest, John Schinkel, and he is the Chief Financial Officer of Configurations. Configurations is North America's leader in face-to-face marketing experiences, providing innovative exhibit and environmental designs and program management. Um, Also, John is passionate about special needs children. He is the founder of Joy Prom Florida, and Joy Prom is a dinner dance for those 15 years and older with special needs. The purpose of Joy Prom is to demonstrate God's love to individuals who are frequently marginalized by modern society. And John, first of all, we just have to say it's people like you that see a need and then go after it that really make a difference in and a huge dent in our world. And so thank you for that. So many times we, we see a need and we talk about it, but we really don't take the action steps. And especially someone like you, we're just talking today about being organized and being able to get everything done in your day, even if it means Lisa can't take out her trash and I can't put a, a, a dinner on, on the table, but just to be able to figure out how to do that, how to get those three rocks and, and make it happen. But I have to ask you, how did you see this need um, for special needs um, teenagers and what, what were your first steps to just listen to God's calling and make that happen? Well, it's interesting. I uh, saw it happening in other cities and got some folks together, around 15 folks, and everybody said, oh, that's a great idea. Let's do it. Let's get together. Um, But like you said, you know, there's a lot of competing priorities on folks' plates today. And it ended up just being me, and I had to go out and, you know, get folks who were passionate about special needs people 
And and, and really, that's how it happened. I mean, it, it was completely a God thing. The first year, we did about uh, 400, and the next year it doubled. We had 800 folks there. So yeah. it's it's a God thing. It's not a John thing. Well, you know, there's so many great um, causes out there, and it is really hard because so many of them tug at your heart when you talk and when you see something, you're like, oh, I want to be involved with that. I want to be involved with that. And how did you identify that this really is your heartbeat? This is really something that I must do something about. What was what was that tipping point for that for you? For me, it's story after story that I hear about churches that tell special needs families, hey, would you mind not coming back to church next week? Uh, your child had a problem here, and we just don't think we can handle him or uh, another story is about a, a family that travels over a hundred miles from their house to find a church on Sunday that has a special needs program. I just couldn't understand why churches weren't doing more to open up their doors to special needs families and kids. Eighty-five percent of families with special needs children get divorced, and with more than one special needs child, the number is over ninety percent. So that's a huge, huge thing happening, and I, I just, it was heartbreaking. Uh, a story I just heard recently was about a woman who was 35 with her master's degree that had an illness where she lost her sight. She called the church and said, hey, do you have anybody who would come read the Bible and be able to pray with me? And the church said to her, hey, we don't have any special needs ministries, you're going to have to call another church. And I thought to myself, good night. Are you telling me there's nobody in that church who can read and pray with this mm-hmm. young lady? That's what mm-hmm. keeps my fire lit so brightly for special needs ministry. Mm. That is inspiring. And, and you, you got me engaged already. And I, my, my, um, my son and daughter-in-law, they um, have recently really got us so tugged at their heart like this with, with the foster care. And they have a, a, a child right now, but even with the foster care, there's so many children in that that have the special needs. And you hear that. Our church, fortunately, does have a special needs ministry because there were those stories of people going, I can't come to church because of my child. And then you can't really bring them into the main worship because you just don't know how they're going to interact. And um, I'm grateful that our church does have that ministry, but you're right. So many don't. And these families are left. It's like, what do I do? And it does put a burden and it does take somebody like you, John, that comes along and says, okay, we're going to do something about this. And it, this is not okay with us. And just that is an encouragement to so many others to be looking to see is what is the need around us that you go, I am not okay with this. So let's back into talking about getting organized to organize enough to start something. So we, we can see a need. It can break our heart. And you can say, somebody needs to do something about that. And then maybe you go, okay, it's that someone is me, me, but I don't know where to start. What did that look like for you as far as, you know, rallying people, rallying funds, going, this is what the framework is going to look like. What would you suggest to somebody? Because we do want to encourage people to do the remarkable by living out a heartbeat and joining God where he's working. So give us something like, how do I start something, a heartbeat? I think it's, where's your passion? What's God putting in your heart that you're passionate about? And then I think once you tell people that story, that passion, I think if it's, you know, true, 
they're going to catch the vision. If you can, if you can put a compelling vision out there about what you want to do and why you want to do it, people are going to respect you and follow you. I think it's when leaders don't have compelling vision, don't have a plan for execution, is when it's tough to engage followers, and it's even tougher to engage volunteers. You're absolutely right. A compelling vision is everything, and knowing your why. And when somebody is sharing their heartbeat, and, and this is, you know, and you can see just the enthusiasm in them, it is contagious, and you go, okay, how can I help? How can I rally alongside you? And then it had just kind of evolved. So how did yours evolve into you do these prom nights? You thought, this is what it's going to look like. I started working on the board from a business perspective with a ministry called Nathaniel's Hope here in Orlando. And I just continued to hear story after story after story about God's church being closed to special needs families. And I'm not uh, a Christian. I was not raised in a Christian home, so I didn't come to Christ until later in life. And for me, I couldn't reconcile how we could say we're a church that accepts everyone, and then at the same time have people be turned away because their child made too much noise, or you know maybe they needed extra assistance, or you know we don't have a wheelchair ramp. Uh, to accommodate this person in this classroom. I couldn't understand that, and it broke my heart. And I I just decided, what could I do to recognize these kids on one special night to make them feel very special? Uh, So we do a red carpet carpet that lines uh, where folks walk in for Joy Prom, and we had over 500 people line up there just to high-five these kids as their name got announced over a, a PA system. And each kid just lit up as they high-fived folks walking up that red carpet on their way into the prom. Mm, That is an amazing story. And, John, I I have to tell you, you know, it's interesting because so many times Lisa and I, we will talk to women and they will say, you know, how how did you guys follow your passion? And how did you really know God was tapping you on the shoulder and it was a true calling? And just recently this week I heard a gal say, you know, I want to do something so big for the Lord. I just really want to, you know, make it happen and to ha- have an impact. And yet I just feel like my life is passing me by. And so many times I think we we want this, you know, to do great big God-sized things, but we don't want to take the baby steps. And I know, you know, I, I even feel that way. Like, well, I'm not really doing a whole lot. Like, you don't look at your own life and see how God is using you in big, you know, God-sized ways um, to, to do those baby steps so you can get right to where that story, what you just shared with us. And um, many times it is hard work. And it is daily where, like you said, those three rocks, you're going, okay, I'm having to multitask. I'm having to do all of this, but I need to add this little extra right here in order to make this passion or God's calling uh, happen. So would you um, share, like, how how many hours in a week would you put into uh, Joy Prom or was it just you you wouldn't be able to even define it that way? But how, how did de- you start it? <laughs> uh, I wouldn't define it that way. I would tell you um, people say it's a huge event. I think it's a small drop in a large ocean. 
Um, but yeah, I don't, I wouldn't define it that way. I think it's where my passion is. I think it's what I love to do. So I don't think about the hours. I don't think about what it takes to do it. I just, I just keep showing up and just continue to tell people the story, get people engaged and they come alongside to help. And you know, I, I think the big thing right there is I show up so many times. I think that's what God is calling us to do is to show up and we let fear and, oh, I don't have the giftedness or, oh, there, there's no possible way I can make this happen. And we show up and God gives us the gifts. And, it, it, you know, not to sound trite, like all of a sudden you just <laughs> move forward with this, you know, crazy organizational skill and you all of a sudden have the leadership to make it happen. But truly you show up and that speaks volumes. So how can people find out about Joy Prom? And, and it's actually Joy Prom Florida, right? Because right now it's just in Orlando. It is. You know what? There's a few other cities doing it. But if you want to find out about Joy Prom, it's joypromflorida.org. Well, I, I, I could have been meeting you face to face because I just got in last night from Orlando, John. And um, I almost stayed there because we had the, the weather come in and our flight was delayed. So we almost could have done radio. I just realized like face to face and really put into practice what you talk about. That's kind of funny. Um, we have less than a minute that we had to, um, to finish our show. We just want to, again, say thank you so much for joining and sharing your passion, sharing your tips, and just reminding us again of how significant it is to have that face-to-face -face interaction and not get so caught up in technology and just rely on that as our means to communicate with other people. And just the power of casting a compelling vision. Um, and like what you did, so starting out and seeing needs and then going, okay, somebody needs to do something about that and casting that vision to other people. So just great reminders today, John, of what that looks like. And we just appreciate your heartbeat and that you, uh, that you did something about that. Um, is there something you would like to leave in, in 20 seconds or less that you want us to know and to be encouraged by? I would say just listen to God's calling for your life and follow that passion as strongly as you can and that is a great way to end the show okay well, we want to conclude with what does organization look like for you now that you've heard all of this how can you live your life incorporating more face-to-face -face or personal interaction and it actually like we said before it will be better than an app go live your day today passionately and personally have a great day Thank you for being a part of this special program, Girlfriended, the show dedicated to the most important woman you know, yourself.